0: Welcome to Sea Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. Ann, there's a lot going on in Quincy, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to talk about one thing that's been, I think, in the news quite a bit. And it's the Quincy Employee Pension Fund out $3.5 million in a phishing scam. This is according to, I'll just read this from The Sun. Uh, the City of Quincy Employee Retirement Fund lost more than $3.5 million last February as a result of a phishing scam. Mm-hmm. Michael Sacco, the attorney for the Uh, Quincy Retirement Board uh, said the investigation into the theft remains ongoing. The Quincy Retirement Board can confirm that an unauthorized user compromised the city of Quincy's electronic mail system. And as a result of this incursion, an individual fraudulently posing as a board staff member persuaded one of the board's investment managers to transfer $3.5 million to a third-party bank. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty... Complex issue.
1: It has a pretty big timeline too.
0: Yeah, so we're going to start with a kind of a timeline, not kind of a timeline, a timeline
1: <laughs> that we try to piece together. That we try
0: to piece together from articles and uh, meetings it, and,
1: and really just to try to help people at home kind of follow it because it's very it is it's it's a long timeline.
0: <laughs> right. So in, in February 2021, uh, the city of Quincy was was uh, their email system was used right. Mm-hmm like we said, posing as the board staff member persuaded one of their bond managers, to another mm-hmm. company, really?
1: Yeah. So they invest. So just to back up a little bit, the um, Quincy Retirement Board represents the retirees of the city of Quincy. Think of it as the city of Quincy as the main organization company. As the mayor likes to say, he's the CFO, CEO. And um, the Quincy Retirement Board is representing the retirees. And they invest all of their, um, the, most of their money is, is put into investments to um, pay those retirees. And when they need to, they will um, transfer money from one of those funds, much like people who do 401ks at home, you might transfer monies to maybe to cover your expenses. Well, right. they're transferring the money from the funds into the retirement board to make, to cover their expenses. And it's a normal process. And there's policies that go along with that, like, you might ask for the transfer to happen. Then they do a check and balance to make sure those things are being done correctly. Right. And it was a phishing scheme. So, yeah.
0: And the city of Quincy does control the, the email for, yes. the, for so, the board.
1: So what we're hearing from the city of Quincy is that it's a, completely, it's a semi-public entity, the Quincy Retirement Board. It's not a semi-public entity. It is a public entity because it's representing the retirees of the city of Quincy. It's run separately with a the board. Um, there's five people on the board, and then there's a, an executive director. And a staff. And and what it, it does is it shares it shares the internet with the city of Quincy and the email. So if you were to email somebody at the Quincy Retirement Board, it has the same email as you would get with the city, like for me, amahoney at quincyma.us or dot gov, you would email the same. They have the same they have the same email.
0: Right. Um so so that happened, and then in um I did find an article saying in May of 2021, and I'm not sure if this article is accurate, but I'll read it anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why the timeline's so critical because we're not being told anything publicly, and we're being left to kind of the articles that we're seeing.
0: Yeah, this is according to I think NBC mm-hmm. local affiliate, the theft was not initially disclosed as part of the request. From Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch to approve more than $450 million in bonds to fund the city's pension plan. Parsons told the newspaper that when the commission learned in May 2021, the theft was not disclosed as part of the bond request. It contacted the board who amended its disclosure the next day. So we're not sure if that is, is incorrect because it happens again kind of in December. But in June, in May and June of 2021, mm-hmm. the city came before the, the council mm-hmm. looking for the- Pension bond, yeah. Pension bond.
1: Yeah. And in May, June May of 2021, they were rushing this pension bond obligation through because it's an unfunded liability. And, you know, they, the bond experts were saying that we needed 30 years because it would put Quincy in a better standing. And a lot of things were said, you know, we couldn't quite match back the monies, the 475, does it have Quincy College? Does it not have Quincy College? There were a lot of questions being asked by that, but never did we know that the, the amount that they were trying to figure out for the unfunded pension liability, that there was a fraudulent activity that happened. And I'm not sure if anybody knew at that time.
0: Right. But in June, of, um, June 17th, the the Quincy Retirement Board did stop posting minutes, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and that's one of the criticisms they have in their audits. So there's audits that you can find on the Quincy Public website, underneath the Treasurers' Office, underneath the um, the Finance Office, and you can either from Powers and Sullivans and Quincy Retirement Board gets kind of knocked, you know, for not posting minutes. It's a public entity, and they have to post minutes. But strangely, in June of 2021, we stopped. The, there's no more minutes posted.
0: Okay, and then according to all these articles, in October of uh, 2021, that's when the retirement board reported it to um, PERC which mm-hmm. is the Mass Public Employee Retirement Administration Commission, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's when it that's when it became you know the PERC which is oversees all the retirement boards. It became what you could say public at that point.
0: Okay, and then October 26, 2021, PERC sends a memo to all retirement boards in Mm -hmm. the state. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll read part of it, I guess. Retirement boards should be alert to a recent phishing scheme involving the transfer of assets from board investment accounts. PERIC has become aware that one of the retirement boards was the victim of a fraudulent transfer of assets after a former employee's board email account was hacked and then used to initiate a transfer of funds into a non-board account. Mm -hmm. Peric is sending this memo to alert boards to take precautionary measures to prevent a similar situation. Please review your IT user access authorizations to ensure all current authorized users have access to your network and email. Additionally, please review review your protocols for reviewing IT user access and removing staff or board members as they leave the organization. Now, this is um, Mm -hmm. the key, I guess. I think Lisa McBurney was the...
1: Executive director. Executive director. And she District left Ford.
0: in December twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, she left in December of twenty twenty. And um we actually had a second um second cyber issue that was going on. So we were I was able to ask IT director, Mr. Glavin, you know, what the policies were for um when people leave. Right. And there, you know, there's there's some looseness around that. So yeah. we don't know when the email was shut off so or if didn't, it was shut they off. They didn't
0: terminate it. Yeah. But um and they had an interim director, Bridget Go Goggin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the interim until October, mm-hmm. 2021, and then uh, City Councilor, former City Councilor Brad Kroll, became the current executive um, executive director, director mm-hmm. in 2021, and, and I think that's when he learned about this issue. <laughs> he welcome, probably learned
1: it on his first day. Welcome to day one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we have some things to clean up.
0: <laughs> um, so Lisa McBurney was the the mayor's, uh, former campaign
1: manager. Yeah. Manager. Yeah.
0: Then she became the, um, chief of staff, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then I don't have it in front of me.
1: I think it was in November, December of 2019. She became the executive director of the Quincy retirement board. And prior to that, I believe, um, there was a person that had been there for 26 years, um, that became the executive director, worked their way up and became the executive director and worked in Quincy for twenty-six most of most of their career and then left Quincy and lisa McBurney became the executive director of the Quincy
0: Retirement Board. Right. And so she resigned in December 2020. Um and and currently she's a policy analyst for the city of Quincy, um, being paid for with COVID. Yes.
1: Yeah, so she's, you know, she's she's still so this is this is where it's it's interesting because it's non-it's a semi-public um board, so it says the administration. Um and yet, his former campaign manager, former chief of staff, became the executive director, then left, and now is the policy analyst yeah. for the city of Quincy. So it's all very connected. Um, right. And conveniently like, disconnected when we don't want to talk like about Like most
0: boards and commissions in, in Quincy, mm-hmm. um, the mayor has a
1: – What's the saying?
0: Gets his people in.
1: But interestingly enough, <laughs> the Quincy Retirement Board was, was pretty substantially separate for a long time. And when you think about that, the former um, executive director was there for a while. And now there's been some turnover.
0: Okay. Um, so then in late November or December, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The city posts the bond uh, disclosure.
1: Mm-hmm. So the city in, in late December, the city was circulating. They they were basically going out for bond. They were, it was a public, it's a public offering for that $475 million. And they're going out and getting it bonded and then they're selling it on the public offer. So it's a circular that it goes out. It's a prospectus that's going out for that bond. Um, and when it went out, I think Perrick quickly noticed that there was no disclosure added to that, um, uh, prospectus and they sent a notification on December 8th, basically telling, um, the city to, um, to put it in. Right.
0: And this is, this is the draft. Well, I don't it says draft on, it, it, says draft on, on it. it. Dear Chairperson O'Connor, I am writing on behalf of the public employee retirement administration commission, Perrick, relative to the, pending sale of pension obligation bonds by the city of Quincy. While the issuance of the bonds is being initiated by the city of Quincy, this sale is to pay off the pension obligation of the city and its retirement board. As the oversight agency charged with safeguarding of retirement system assets, the commission has strong concerns relative to the information contained in the preliminary official statement recently posted by the city of Quincy for pension obligation bonds. Specifically, it is our understanding that the 2021 cyber theft incurred by the Quincy Retirement Board, QRB, as reported to Perrick in October 2021 as a $3.5 million loss is not disclosed in the statement. PERIC has significant concerns that the non-disclosure of this incident may be material fact that is subject to disclosure. Consequently, we are concerned that the subsequent challenge of by bondholders could jeopardize the pension interests of the members and retirees of the QRB. We thus urge you to review the disclosure requirements relative to the loss with your bond counsel and recommend that you forward this letter to them. By letter in electronic mail, Peric is providing this communication to Mayor Koch's office and the City Treasurer's office. In addition, we are providing it to the Office of the Secretary of Administration and Finance as this office recently approved the issuance of these bonds and their statutory role? In summary, Perrick strongly recommends the city and the QRB review its disclosure and transparency requirements relative to this matter. And I think the mayor was asked about why, they, why it wasn't disclosed. And this is from the Sun. He was asked on February 11th of this year why it wasn't disclosed. And he said the city was doing that prospectus and it probably never crossed their minds to include it because it is a separate entity.
1: Pension obligation bond was being created for the unfunded liability for the Quincy Retirement Board, retirees, pension obligation bond. The prospectus for the $475 million that was being created was being created by the city of Quincy. Both of them are related because city of Quincy and the Quincy Retirement Board. And the fact of the matter is they are connected. And to say that they're not is, is, is silly because it would be like, not disclosing your finances correctly when you were um, going for a mortgage, let's say.
0: You're right. So so the next day, I guess, within 24 hours, mm-hmm. that was amended mm-hmm. to include the, the cyber theft.
1: It was. And quite honestly, it was easy to overread because when you're going through 173 pages, you're specifically looking for 2021 20, and $3.5 million. And I definitely overread it and it said 2020. Um, the cybersecurity breach was in 2020 and it was for $3 million. So I, you know, I was, I, I reached out, or Mr. Mason, Chief Finance, Chief CFO of the city reached out to me and told me what page it was on. But I quickly turned around and said, but it says December, it says 2020. And it, it basically says $3 million. And um, I think the bond council made a recommendation for that. And his response was that um, he had to check with bond counsel. So our chief financial officer who was in charge of the the pension obligation bond had the bond council um, had to confirm with them where the language came in and he communicated with the bond counsel. And um, the original phishing email was sent in December of 2020 with the unauthorized transfer happening in February of 2021. While the transfer occurred in 2021, the council's position was the email was first discovered in December of 2020 um, so the cyber attack actually happened in December of 2020. This is all very convoluted to me because, you know, an email yeah. came in December and the money transferred in February, which yeah, sounds why, very odd.
0: Why wasn't it found out then? And um, then
1: they, there's another interesting part because they also then say, you know, when the bond council originally found out about it, it was said to be a breach of value at around $3 million. And then a subsequent letter, which we thought came on December 8th to add the disclosure, came in and said... It was three point five million dollars, which you know, three million, three and a half million dollars. It's not really that different is kind of what they're telling us. But you know, quite honestly, Kevin, facts are stubborn things and three
0: and a half million dollars. Like
1: if you if you were if somebody stole ten million dollars from you or three million dollars from three and a half million dollars from you. It's
0: pretty it's locked up really tight. They could never get it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But but that half (laughs) a million dollars even you can't get it. Yeah, that half a million dollars would (laughs) would would mean something. So to say it's non-material when it's something that somebody was stealing, you want, you want to make sure you have the accurate numbers portrayed. Um, so I, I do think it actually matters. So, Right. So in, the- so in, December, in December 13th, actually, in the last council meeting, okay. in the last council meeting, I was asking for the information. And when the, when the bond went out, for circuit, went out for sale and when it was sold, I wanted the package to be submitted to all of us on the council. So I had sent an email to Mr. Mason saying, you know, when this is all locked up, could you send us all of the information, the closed out balances? And on December January twelfth, he sent that to us.
0: Yeah. And it's a cover sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowhere on this cover sheet does it say
1: it never we were
0: victims of a cyber attack, phishing scam. We lost three point five million dollars.
1: You would think on December eighth, when Peric and ANF which is accounting and finance at the state level and the governor's office is calling the mayor's office to say, put it in your perspectives. You would right. think when they'd send it out, they might have said, Oh, by the way. This is happening, too, and we want you know, the city council to know about it. But they didn't. And, you know, we always talk about tools in the tool chest, Kevin. You know, right. we have all these tools in the tool chest, and we communicate, and you can call the mayor's office anytime you have a question. And how he, you know, you know I'm always being said, pick up the phone and call, and I do. But you know what? The same, the same courtesy is not happening. When something as big as this happens, we could have had an executive session on December 13th. December 8th, you got this email, you got this letter. You could have had an
0: executive um, session on October, in yeah. October.
1: You could have had it any time, but they didn't. They chose to keep this from the council. Who voted to say yes to that pension obligation bond? You didn't. You know, I didn't. But the point is is that there's tools that they could use to allow us to know so that, right. we, would, so right. that we wouldn't be caught off guard. So he watching. doesn't He
0: doesn't view the city council as a partner in this morning. Mm-hmm. He just views them as a minor speed bump to- you know, his it, lavish spending habits and
1: yeah, and anytime there's anything that happens that's negative, it has absolutely nothing to do with this administration. <laughs> this board right. has nothing yeah. to do with, this nothing administration. To do with Has nothing to do with us. Right. And this pension obligation has nothing to do with that. And although I might have former staff that I have working in this, it has nothing to do with me.
0: That I put there. Basically. And
1: then guess what? You know, they still need a job, so I'll bring them back. Yeah. But the point is, is that it's less about that and it's more about the fact that. Communication is key and transparency is key. And we're supposed to be working together to make Quincy better. But we can't because it's only one-sided conversations. It's this administration telling some of the city council, this is what we're going to do. And many of them say yes. And in this particular case, they should all be feeling like a slap in the face because this is how we're finding out. And it, it it has the appearances of something trying to be swept underneath the rug. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. So then, on February 11th of this year, mm-hmm. Channel Five mm-hmm. did a spotlight and basically brought it out of brought it into the light of day and told the story. And then the Ledger and then the song. Yeah.
1: And quite honestly, we had just had a breach on February 4th. Yeah, so they didn't.
0: They didn't mention it then.
1: Yeah, they didn't mention it on the February 4th that they that they had this breach happening. It was a different breach. And on our at our city council meeting on February 14th, we were having um, an update on that side. There are two totally different things, and we can't talk about it. And I think um, Mr. Walker made it very clear that he he's not the expert on this. But the point is, is like you had to put it in your in your perspective. You probably should have been able to show us where the disclosure was. You have you could have been transparent of what you were talking about. And you had two different breaches. And by the way, the email is underneath the City of Quincy, housed underneath the City of Quincy. So the Quincy Retirement Board, that's completely separate, isn't separate because they are part of the City of Quincy.
0: Right. Um, so I know you had that meeting on the 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Councillor Pelanucci asked a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. Councillor Liang wanted to know why it wasn't shared with the council.
1: Mm-hmm. She was hurt because yeah. she felt like she's you know, she's a, she feels like she's a team player. Why isn't she being right? <laughs> she being treated so, like a team player.
0: Um And then Joe Catalano the next day he interviews uh, the mayor. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read what the mayor said about this, and then we'll play a clip. So Joe asked him about it, and he said, it's still under investigation as well as negotiation because that shouldn't happen with the process in place and the protocols in place. That should not have happened. I don't believe the retirement system is going to end up eating that one. Um, I think a third party vendor is going to end up making that hole. It shouldn't have happened uh, because protocols were violated, and the night before, basically, Chris Walker said he couldn't talk about it, right? He can't talk about it,
1: no. And you know, the protocols, this is key here. We've been audited, Kevin. Um, Powers and Sullivan puts puts it on the Quincy website, it's there. And the um, Quincy Retirement Board, since 2015, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, um, the system's audited reports year ended December 31st, 2019, were not completed until May of 2021 which is 16 months after the year ended. The cause of the delayed issuance of the system's audit reports is beyond the direct control of management. And basically it goes on and basically tells the tri- retirement board um, the implications of having required gap information available on a timely basis. A written agreement should be reached with that outlines the various timetables the system needs to meet to ensure timely and available audit financial statements. And part of that is because they're not they're not doing their reconciliation monthly. So, when you have a $3.5 million dollar breach, yep. you, know, you and if you were, you know, like many of us at home, we live in a budget, you might notice money missing, <laughs> right? You might notice that money missing. But if you're not doing those reconciliations monthly, and you're not reviewing those statements from your investment managers on a timely basis, and you're not having the treasurer's office also has to reconcile, the Quincy treasurer's office reconciles statements for the Quincy retirement board. Again, do you see that interconnectivity? Yes. The, okay. So the point is, is that if you're not doing those on a timely basis, you may not notice that, and that might be the reason why it went from February until October. Right. So it
0: was originally initiated in December. The money email. was sent in February, mm-hmm. and no one figured this out for I think eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. So protocols. Um, it's not just the fund manager; Mm-mm. it could be the.
1: There's, there's the seems, retirement
0: board, the treasurer, like you said, there's there's multiple players here. So there's
1: and and the question that you have is like, does the retirement board review invest the, the does the retirement board review the investment manager's internal um, audit reports, the SAS 70s? I mean, there's ways you can you can look at those things, and you should be checking them, and it shouldn't be just at the year end when you're trying to put your your numbers together. So there's there's some issues, and the issues are outlined in our our audits that we get back from Power Sullivan. and they're not being corrected. And that means the CEO of our city isn't trying to even correct those. Cause if you worked in a financial institution and you did not correct those and you were the person in charge of that, you wouldn't have a job next year. Right. You know, if you, you get audited and you get a ping on something, if you don't, fi- if you don't fix it within a year and it's still there the next year, you're going to, you're not going to have a job. And quite, this is how issues happen. And when you go through, um, Parrick does an audit too. And when Perrick did the audit, it went back to 2017. And, and that audit, it was interesting because. It basically shows all sorts of um, cash reconciliation problems. Um, and there was, you know, here's an, in addition, we noted the Quincy retirement boards, external auditors found a $1.2 million difference in their cash between the treasurer's checkbook and the, and the general ledger in 2016. So it seems like maybe missing numbers isn't the first time it has happened. And they, they, they have some things that they're going to have to actually work on. This is going, and these are not, I'm not criticizing. This is just, those are audits that, that that's what you can read that's online. And it's important for people to understand that we all have protocols that we have to follow, but you can't separate them and say it's one thing or another.
0: Right. And I think the bigger issue is that they didn't disclose it to the city council, never mind the public, well, I, until they were caught.
1: Yeah. I think what's really interesting is we forget. I mean, we like to say, this administration likes to say he's the CEO of the city. Okay, well, but it's a public entity, and it's funded by the taxpayers of the city of Quincy. And when there is a mistake, a financial mistake, or a, a a breach, or whatever you want to call it, in the end, it costs the taxpayers money. So we do expect people to
0: do their jobs. Well, he's assuring that the he's assuring the that. retirees so don't worry about it. You're not going to lose anything. But someone has to make that hole, and if yeah. it's not just yeah, the third party, the third party
1: investment manager.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then someone's going to have to.
1: So let's look at it like finance
0: this. that 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 stolen money, and that would be the city taxpayer.
1: So let's look at it like this: the Quincy Retirement Board invests their money, just like you know you and I invest our money in our four hundred one k. Some it's very similar, but if if the economy tanks, and we've seen this happen, our four hundred one k's get cut in half. Yeah. We don't go to the taxpayers and get that money back. Right. The Quincy retirees will get their money whether the 401k's whether their investments make the investments or not. They're hoping they'll be hoping that the investments will make it and they'll be kept whole. But let's just say they go they go flat and you know now they that's where the unfunded liability comes into play. Well, that's where the Quincy taxpayers come into play because that second unfunded liability is going to be us paying for it again, the taxpayers. And they'll just come back and and that's how it will get paid, Kevin. So yes. It never. The retirees don't have to worry,
0: right? And so, the last point I want to make is: is I think we've made it, but he he's, he's kind of washing his hands of it, mm-hmm. saying that it's it's not us; it's a semi-private. So, I'll just play this clip. With the uh, with the retirement fishing scam, questions were raised about why that was not brought to the public's attention sooner. Well, that's a decision the retirement board made based on their discussions with the investigators. They didn't think it was a um necessary at that point mm-hmm. it's not it's a little semi-public you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's run separate entity and answers to a
1: state agency so it's not something that uh you know the city as far as the mayor's office would have released you know uh when the peer act finally went public with it is when i went public with it uh the retirement board themselves have opted not to speak about it until the entire thing is resolved and
0: I, I don't know if they agree with that approach, but, you know, that's the approach they took. So he doesn't sound like he's convinced of his own, it's semi-public. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying. Because <laughs> it's not
1: semi-public. And he it's he he went
0: public when Perry went public. Not no. That he, was October, so. Yeah,
1: he didn't go public. He, he went public when the news reported on it, and he didn't yeah. go public then. He's going public with Joe. I don't know, what day was that? That's when he went public with the
0: it. 15th, I believe, yeah. of February. So it's it's
1: really disheartening because you know the thing is is that you know this is government this should be transparent we shouldn't right. be finding out about things in the eleven o'clock news um, we should be another to, governing
0: body shouldn't I mean even the public shouldn't but.
1: well certainly it, it, that's what I meant the tools in the tool chest are very simple you could have had executive I mean we did it in school no time time if there was something that we needed to meet on we went into executive session and and because the we're 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 elected by the public we we be shared information that wouldn't necessarily be public because it was, because it was sensitive material yeah. and we would be part of at least understanding what was happening. And we, I've been on the city council. We have not gone into executive session. This is a tool that can be used and worked with your council president and, you know, go into executive yeah. session and the administration could have told us what was happening and kept it private, but yet it would have been much better than the way this is playing out. However, you know, the, yeah. Like I said, if it's messy and it doesn't make Quincy look good, we wash our hands of it and we pretend like we we put our hand head in the <laughs> sand and say, "Hey, everybody, let's look at over here. We're gonna we're gonna actually do something else. We're gonna spend money over here yeah. and try to distract well, your attention." I, I think
0: their their modus operandi is mm-hmm. kind of like keeping uh, busy. <laughs> let's keep busy. They'll forget about it. We won't have to do anything. But the the troubling part is they haven't even said, you know, yes, we should have come forward. Oh
1: no. No,
0: you won't hear that. No, no.
1: in fact, they were—they were—they were basically insulted. Kind of
0: combative.
1: You know, you ask a question like, "Oh, I knew this was coming." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you knew it was coming because you should have told people. And it's—it's—you know—it's—it's it's just transparency is—it's—it's it's not hard. You—you I mean, just basically let people know what's going on, so they can be—they feel as though they're being part of the solution, as opposed right. to you know things being hidden from them.
0: Right. So left
1: under the carpet. Yep.
0: So I think we did our best with that, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, we, it's
1: hard because there's like multiple different articles because, yeah. you know, we're not being told anything except for what they want to tell in their own dialogue in other places.
0: Right. So so we meant to bring that story to you sooner, but unfortunately, life happens and, and we lost our beloved 15-year-old dog. So that took some time. So um but we're back now, so and there's plenty of things going on mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring those into the spotlight too. Mm-hmm. Shed some sunlight on that.
1: We're gonna miss Bandit, but you know, he was a very special part of our family. Right. And he every once in a while was in the background of these podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's a big fan of Quincy politics.
1: He really is. <laughs> <laughs> he used to drive around and pick up my signs
0: with you. <laughs> this one's for Bandit, huh? Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, we're going to miss you, buddy. Um, and pet owners, you know what right, we're right, going through. So uh, we'll see you again next time on... City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank Bye-bye.